Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. And Sir Adam is enjoying the glorious sunshine. <laughs> yes, I am. This is extraordinary. The change around. You know what they say? You're a formerly a Florida girl. Oh, so I'm still a Florida girl. If you don't like the weather, wait 15 minutes. Exactly. And welcome to beautiful Central Florida, where the weather is not quite winter, not quite summer. It's a kind of spring. We're we're somewhere in the middle here. As now the sunshine has come out, the clouds have dissipated. We've got Mike Levitt here, so we're ready to do these poll photographs as soon as we get our poll winners and for the poll we're gonna have tcr going out first although all the cars are rolling down the pit lane now because of the way that this racetrack works they stage at turn 17 roll around into the pits and then go from there so there's not really an opportunity to take your car from the garage a little bit later if you will like there is at some of the other tracks that we have john sure the this morning for the two sessions and um we we had a couple of uh, interruptions for red flags and uh, and then we had the rain of course which uh, literally put a dampener uh, on part of the second session um, this morning because we've not got the weather tech cars out until tomorrow there was a, a few gaps in the pit lane because <laughs> the, the, the pit stalls that normally would be quote-unquote shared actually hadn't been built yet it's so true john and part of that comes from the fact that the trucks for WeatherTech weren't allowed to open until 7 a.m this morning unless you were a gtp team in which case you got special dispensation but by and large crews still setting up their pit boxes as the air guns are going now as the qualifying tires are being put on onto the TCR cars for this session. We've seen it in the past where perhaps a team that runs in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship has a bad weekend early on, packs up and goes home, and all of a sudden their Michelin Pilot Challenge counterpart needs to run to the store and buy a TV and a couple of computers because they no <laughs> longer have space to work. And I'm thinking of Rebel Rock a few years ago. That worked out well for them, though. They went on to win the race that weekend at uh, CTMP. So we've seen it in the past work that way. For the Michelin Pilot Challenge teams, though, all it means is they've had a little bit less space to work that they normally do. They'll be fine when we get to the race conditions. They'll be able to see all the information that they need. But in terms of today, it's been a little bit more cooperation than we've seen in other races. Just because, well, you're trying to set up, but you're trying not to get in the way. But you are in the way, but you're really trying hard not to be in the way. It's just one of those days. Sure, Adam will be talking to two pole sitters in a little while. Uh, we are live without block or break or interruption on RS2. That is the home of IMSA Radio on 100.9 FM around the track as well. Wherever you are, if you're just sitting, setting up your camp and putting things together for your... Uh, a big weekend of Super Sebring. Thanks very much for joining us here. If you're further afield, thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. It is coming up to 8 o'clock London time. And we'd normally be starting midweek motorsport in about 10 minutes. Of course, we won't be doing that over on RS1 because we're talking to you here 
on RS2. So you get a little bit of extra race and a little bit less of midweek motorsport. I promise we'll make up for it next week at uh, 8 o'clock UK time with a special edition of midweek motorsport. Jeremy Shaw joins me in the IMSA Global Broadcast Centre here, overlooking the start-finish line. And this is a more traditional IMSA style of qualifying, Jeremy. Two 15-minute sessions, basically get out there, get your Michelin tyres up to temperature and pressure, and then try and rake yourself into a decent lap. Love it. It's great, isn't yeah. it? Super, super system. Uh, no, no, no messing around. Just get in there and, and get the job done, and that'll set the position for where you start tomorrow. Absolutely love it. And you're judging by the times we've seen so far today, uh, as it, with the uh, the uh, Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America that just had their qualifying session, lap records there in all three classes, decimating the old marks. I think we're likely to see the same in the Michelin Pilot Challenge as well in just a few minutes' time, with the TCRs of course first out of the blocks. The, the lap record for TCR was uh, a two minutes, or is, I should say, a two minutes 13.751. Pole time last year, a two minutes 14.4. Quickest time we've seen so far this morning, a 2.12.7. So a full second quicker than Brick Casey Jr.'s old lap record. That time is set this morning by South African Mikey Taylor in the Unitronic JDC Miller Sports Audi RS3 LMS TCR. It's kind of a 17 striking red, white, well, white, red and blue car. Mm. Yeah, looks the picture, does it not? Green flag. So start the 15-minute countdown right now. It is very pleasant here now this afternoon. As the Unbelievable. I, I mean, Absolutely it, it, unbelievable. It, it does not look like the same day or the same month <laughs> or the same season. And, and it just ago. under... Two hours, Jeremy, yeah. you're spot on. It's 63 Fahrenheit on the track, 66 now in the air, as it's getting very pleasantly warm indeed. And the car's going out onto the circuit. There'll be no messing around here. You might see a car wait for a lap or two laps uh, to get out of the pits, but generally speaking, most people tend to go for it straight away, particularly yeah, in the TCRs. Yeah, it'll be laps, laps three or four, I would expect, to be their fastest. Uh, the question is, how fast do you push from, from the out on a, on a brand new set of tyres? Do you, do you kind of bring the, the tyres in over the first lap and a half or, or, or two laps, effectively, before you start your flyer, or can you go flat out from the beginning? That's going to be the, the uh, conundrum conundrum that some of these drivers will face and as we saw in that in that, that uh, Porsche session just a few minutes ago Ryder Dickinson's first flying lap was a very conservative lap it was mm. almost 20 seconds slower than his next lap so he just brought the tyres in came out of turn 17 was right on it the tyres absolutely up to their optimal pressures and temperatures and he laid down that first flying lap uh, right away it was significantly quicker than anybody else uh, whereas other guys have gone quicker on their first flying lap uh, mm. but didn't pick up nearly as much time on their subsequent lap. So did they take a little bit too, too much, much out of their tyres on that very first flying lap? Interesting. Uh, TCRs, of course, will have no, or should have no problem, Jeremy, uh, getting temperature into their front tyres. It's actually, bizarrely, the rear tyres that they, they'll struggle with. And you might think they're not getting a lot of work, but in fact, they do actually have to keep the rear in check. Otherwise, you start getting lurid slides. And whilst that looks great for us, that's not actually the quickest way around the racetrack. 
No, these front-wheel drive cars certainly that you they are they are a, a very different car to drive compared to the more usual rear-wheel drive cars, uh, such as are the GS contingent. Will they be out in a little while's time? But uh, these cars, these TCR cars. Uh, I haven't driven one myself, but I'm told they are really good fun to drive. And I've raced front-wheel drive cars in the past, and they certainly handle very, very differently than do rear-drive cars. But these cars have a really good balance, and they're a lot of fun to drive. And everybody who steps out of one of these cars has a big smile on their face. Shay Adam reporting from the pit lane. Shay, what do you have? Uh, kind of a big story developing, John. You might notice that there is a P next to one of the cars on the timing screen. That would be the VGRT Honda Civic. That's the FK7 that won this race 12 months ago. Well, Victor Gonzalez's team not on the pit lane and the car nowhere in sight. So I know that Devin has just gone back to the hauler to try and figure out why the team isn't out here, but they did not run in the last session. All right, it was rain affected, so we weren't necessarily expecting to see them, but we were expecting them for qualifying. They are not here to play. They will be starting last. Uh, they did have a problem in that previous session. Victor toured in, if I remember correctly, there uh, on that uh, on that particular run. He was one of the cars that. In fact, did that cause a red flag? I think that will cause one of the red flags, if I remember correctly. You're not missing any action out on the track because we haven't got round to fastest laps as yet. Jeremy Shaw, Shea Adam, and. Me, John Hindhoff. Good to have you. Still on the outlaps at the moment, or they've just uh, they've just completed their their outlap, haven't they? Most yes. of the contenders now, but not all. So, fourteen of fifteen. But the big story: VGRT not out there with that Honda Civic. Number 99, we'll get some news on that as quickly as we can. Mott Pombo has started to pick up the pace. Harry Gottsack, it goes through the final sector quickly to start a lap in the number 33, Hyundai Elantra NTCR. I think he's kind of off kilter, isn't he, with the rest of them? I think he went yeah. out to a good bit after most of them. But uh, as you say, he's, uh, he's laying down some uh, a quick sector time there to, to now, now go for it. Now the tyres are up to... Up to temperature, up to pressure. He's ready to, to push on and make the best use of these tyres. As uh, Matt Pomba does exactly that. A 2 minutes 12.734 there for Pombo. That is the fastest time of the day so far oh. for Matt Pombo. His first full flying lap in Camber 37. One of the two LA Honda World Civic FK7 TCRs. Great lap for Matt Pombo. New lap record. That's outstanding. He so was already the a full Sitter. second quicker than the old lap record. Paul Sitter at Daytona for the four-hour yeah. race. This is back sure. to 120 minutes. The Alan J Automotive Network 120 for IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge tomorrow. Hope you can join us for that. Uh, if you're not trackside, worry not because we have full live coverage for you. And uh, that's... Uh, is available here in the US and further afield so if you can join us for that we'd absolutely love you to do so it'll be good fun and these races always seem to have something about them and whether it's uh, in one or other of the classes 
or both or everybody at the same time, then it always seems to bring out bring out the best in the racing and that's whether or not we get a late race caution to be uh, truthful so still waiting for the rest of the teams it's two and a half seconds the cap mm -hmm. at the moment between Matt Pombo and Chris Miller and then it's tight then half a tenth half a second another half a second oh Harry Gotzak I thought he was building up to something there with that quick final sector last time around and he's gone through in a 2.13.078.3 of a second a third of a second though still away from that phenomenal lap from Matt Pombo yeah he, he comes Pombo through now in the chrome car and he's gone even quicker 2.11.796 he's just opened back up a 1.2 second lead has he found a shortcut <laughs> does does he know does he know which track we're supposed to be on? That's extraordinary. That's a full second quicker almost, all by a couple of couple of ticks of the watch than his teammate Ryan Eversley managed this morning in that number 37 car for LA Honda World. A great lap for Matt Pombo in car number 37. Uh, Chris Miller now into second position in car number 17. That's the uh, JDC Miller Motorsports Unitronics Audi. To, at a 12, 1 minute 12.7 but he's in almost a full second behind Pombo, got Saka third as you say, he's uh, behind everybody else on the racetrack but just went purple in sector 1 did Harry Gottsacker, Nick Leumanns in car number 15, fourth position in mm. the Audi that's a sequential gearbox car changed from Daytona one of the two Rockwell uh, auto development cars number 15 is running sequential fourth fastest for Nick Leumanns uh, and hearing from Lewis Satterley that the number 99 uh, Victor Gonzalez car has a new engine waiting to go in. Not the work of a moment, so I doubt we'll see that car in this session. And they're not going to get a chance to do very much of, quote-unquote, running it in uh, unless they can get out tomorrow morning before the race and do a, a round and back without getting stopped on the grid. So that's a major undertaking, if that is correct, for Victor Gonzalez Racing. It did stop out on circuit. It toured back in very, very slowly. Uh, it was out of turn seven, wasn't it? And then it sort of coughed and spluttered its way to turn eight before the red flag came out. And that car not taking part in qualifying. So it will be at the back of the field. I would say it's more concerning as to whether they can get that done and get that engine in. You, you'd normally want to have a couple of laps, Jeremy, just to make sure everything was tightened up and there was no leaks. They may not get that opportunity. No, I think you, you might be right because it's, uh, it's not much time in the, in the schedule here to have any hardship laps that, like they would uh, lobby for. So that is going to be an uphill battle for that team. Harry Gottsacker, by the way, on that, on that last lap, he was super fast in sector one, but lost a lot of time in sector two. So his overall lap was slow, a good bit slow, six seconds slower than his previous best. So uh, instead, it's his uh, teammate in car number 98 car for Brian Hurd at Autosport, Mason Philippi, that goes third fastest now. At a two minutes, 13.0. Good luck for Chris Miller. Second quick, though. Only just over a tenth of a second behind Matt Pombo. That's the Audi. So it's Honda, Audi, Hyundai. The top three with five minutes remaining. Still waiting for the Alpha to pop a little bit further up. KWM Motorsports car. 
Roy Block's in that car at the moment. It's in seventh position. Is there anything more in that? Will Tally's come into the pit lane in the 73 mm. LA Honda World Civic. Yeah, it's surprisingly uh, far down the order for, mm. for Dr. Will. He's uh, generally pretty uh, pretty quick. That car, He finished, uh, he and Mike Lamar finished second at Daytona in that number 73 car, but he's got to make do with 13th position on the grid at the moment, but they're still ahead of uh, Taylor Hagler, two-time defending series champion in car number one for Brian Herder Autosport. Taylor currently bringing up the tail of the field. She's going quicker on this lap, but uh, 217.9. She's a long, long way back at the moment. Incident, incidentally, the, uh, the Brian Herder Autosport team drivers, uh, well, four of them anyway, have just got back from a trip to, to Europe. They were they were doing their familiar, familiarization runs last weekend on the Nürburgring. Getting their permits. Getting their permits. Yeah, they're going to be back again next week, I think. They've got to race next weekend. They've all got to get... Or was it this weekend? It's this weekend. Yeah. Um, it's Saturday, so yeah. they've got a chance to do it because of the race being earlier in the week. Yeah. They've all got to get a certain amount of time in on the track so that they can uh, get their... Uh, secondary permit in to go for the 24 hours and yeah. that's what they're, they're, they're looking to be in the 24 hours, there's a qualifying race weekend which is two 6 hour races and then the 24, we'll have all of that coverage uh, including the NLS this weekend by the way is all over on RS1 part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels, we have it in sound and in vision no blocks either so you can watch that from here so if you're fans of those guys uh, then you can tune in to all of their exploits on the Nürburgring Nordschleife. The NLS, the Nor- Nürburgring uh, Lang Strecker Series, long distance series, is a substantive series on its own. It's got nine rounds. And then the N24, the Nürburgring 24, the ADAC Nürburgring 24 is a separate event, not part of the championship, although some of the results are taken into account to seed the cars. It's really quite... Uh, outstanding event and could only possibly happen in Germany it needs an amazing amount of organization sometimes eight cars to a pit garage quite extraordinary oh and uh, one fuel pump for two garages so that potentially is one fuel pump for 16 cars in the pit lane two minutes and two to go 37 is showing as stopped uh, in our pit lane. Now in, now shown in the pits. Yeah, so just come into the pits. It was okay, running good. very, very slowly. It might have come in the back way, I think, there. Uh, just very slow in lap. That's the man who's on top of the pile at the moment. Chris Miller still in second. Here's Pombo. Do you know what? Oh. That's him there. He goes through with that chrome cherry and white car. I wonder if he's run that really low on fuel. Let's see. Well, he'll be going down to see shit in a minute and 30 seconds, unless Chris Miller can do something about it. He's gone personal best in sector one on this lap, Chris Miller, in that number 17. All right, hold Audi. the front page. But uh, second, second sector, no, a couple of seconds off or second and a half off. So, no, he's not going to He's not going to beat Matt Pombo. I think that's with just uh, a minute and a half remaining. Um, Chris Miller would have time for one more lap, but um, I don't think he's going to improve on that excellent 211.906 he did uh, a couple of laps ago. Yeah, within a tenth of a second of what we yeah. thought was an, an absolute killer lap by Matt Pombo. 
it is those two are 1.2 seconds yeah. ahead of the field Jeremy and two completely different cars from two different teams and manufacturers you've got to say that's outstanding from both of those drivers and teams yeah pretty impressive there certainly uh, by that pair the second pole then of the season for Matt Pombo like as you said uh, was on the pole also at Daytona they had some uh, problems at Daytona didn't get the result they wanted but the car was fast all the way through it and uh, for for Matt Pombo here one of the uh, the two Pombo brothers and of course their dad Pepe uh, had a lot of success in IMSA uh, back in the day this with the fourth pole position for Matt, including the, the one uh, last time out at Daytona. So, polls at Daytona and Sebring in one year? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's a decent year, isn't it? Oh, yes. Let's be quite clear. And any time you're ahead of Brian Hurd at Autosport uh, in any form of motorsport, you're doing well, and two of them are. Tony is out in shirt sleeves. The sunshine has returned, and so has the VP Racing Fuel checkered flag, which will end this first session. Uh, Steve Eich goes through in the Hart Honda. He'll be no better than sixth, who is still running out there. Chris Miller, Roy Block still running. Preston Brown, Taylor Hagler, surprisingly far down that number one Elantra. But She's got some work to do. Four seconds off the time by Matt Pumper. Times will be closer in the race for sure than we're seeing right now. But uh, still, that was those two great laps there by Matt Pombo and Chris Miller. Then the uh, the three Hyundais in a row, number 98 car, Mason Philippi, best uh, best of them in third position, just ahead of uh, Harry Gottsacker by, what, five hundredths of a second. Uh, then Brian Ortiz, a really good run for Brian from uh, Puerto Rico, back into a TCR car for the first time in, uh, what, three years, I suppose it would be. Uh, and that's a debut for that Van der Stur racing entry, car number 91. So good effort by Brian. Uh, he's only about a tenth of a second slower than uh, Mason Philippi. So great effort by Brian Ortiz there, fifth quickest. And then Steve Ike in the uh, Hart Honda. And then the Alpha of Roy Block in sixth, seventh position. So that's the first 15 minutes uh, session. Uh, Taylor Hager did. Uh, Taylor Hager did improve on her last lap. Moved herself up one position at the expense of Preston Brown, so she will start twelfth for tomorrow's race in car number one. It's her time to share, Adam. She'll have the pole sitter shortly, but also has some news about uh, some people who had some problems. Oh, actually, no, that was the pole sitter that you yep. were telling about having a problem, Share. Yeah, and it might take a, another minute to try and get him down to us, John, because he toured back around. He did make a detour through the WEC pit lane, considered stopping there and waiting, and the team said, if you can make it back, make it back. Well, the problem, the left front tire is off the rim. It was Ooh. an issue for him on uh, one of his laps coming into the pit lane. So the crew is currently trying to source a new left front tire to put on the car. They will not lose their fast lap time because they've gotten to dispensation from the officials to change the left front tires that they can drive the car down here and then take the car into tech now the rule for starting the race is you have to start on three of your four qualifying tires so this should not ultimately be a problem for the la honda world team which once again pole position excellent job by matt pombo yeah very good indeed stay there ship we'll have a chat with you when matt turns up uh, with that uh, replaced front tyre, very sensible by the IMSA officials there, but well done the team for asking permission, just in case those sort of things if you get uh, lost in translation make the wrong decision, that could have cost them dearly in terms of their track position uh, for the race tomorrow afternoon 
So first 15 minutes over. I think a couple of things to take away there. Obviously the problems for Victor Gonzalez racing. We're expecting to hear from the team and on confirmation that there is a new engine to go in that into that car share adam may have that for us right now we do have confirmation from honda that there is a new engine going into that car and they will be participating they ran almost all of last year on the engine that was running in fp1 wow. today john so they were waiting for something to go wrong and something started to go wrong so it's a precaution the team knows how to win with this car at this track having done it 12 months ago mm. uh, super sleuths uh Satellite bringing us that uh, inf information earlier on. Uh, thank you, Shea. Right, have you got Matt yet? Is he heading down towards you? No, no, still up on the Airjacks. Uh, car might be dropping down here soon. It looks like it's way more elevated than it normally should be. Um, but the Honda will be cleared to roll down here, and then Matt will be told to come in for his interview and uh, there's a slew of photographers here as well i'm sure they are hello to dead squirrel who's uh, tweeted us on the grounds here really enjoying the coverage today particularly the uh, first wac session can you tell us where the on where on site the rededication of hendrix field is happening please i will find that out for you and let you know either by uh, tweeting it out or by putting it out over the pa dead squirrel thanks for that uh, this is the rededication of hendrix field to Lieutenant Hendricks, who was uh, killed in the UK just uh, a couple of three days after he'd uh, come over to help train World War II RAF pilots on the B-17C, which was the RAF version of that. And sadly, in a training accident out of RAF, Paul Brook lost his life. And it is for him that this airfield is... Uh, is named it's at the flagpole there you go dead squirrel just before it gets too noisy at the flagpole uh, very appropriate right in the middle of the infield uh, you literally cannot miss it it's, it's at the big traffic circle on the roundabout and it's six o'clock tonight i believe six o'clock tonight for that rededication of hendrick field to lieutenant uh, Hendricks. so that is for later on. For now, we have the cars going out. And was that the green flag? We certainly had cars moving. So yep. we'll, we'll grab our pole sitter in just a moment. They weren't expecting to have to put a new wheel and tyre on that car, clearly. So we'll break it. We've got a few minutes, to be honest, Chair, because uh, obviously it's going to take a while for the GS cars to get up to speed. I'm tempted to walk back down to the car, but I know that if I happen to touch it, oh, yay, new Michelin comes over the wall. Uh, so <laughs> congratulations to our hero for LA Honda World who managed to find a new left front tire. I hope it's a left front tire. I hope it's not just one that they found and decided, eh, it'll work. It looks close enough. Um, but the car will be dropped off the air jacks and roll down towards us. LA Honda World, very cool story and cool organization. Their racing team is made up of about 30 people who rotate between working in their various dealerships or working on the race team. And they also run in other championships 11 cars total that they've bought over the years. So it's a really cool thing that they've put together. And now we have movement from the Honda as Matt Pombo heads down towards us and will be receiving his poll interview here shortly. So, John, I'll give him a second to take his helmet off and get the car situated, and I'll shout back up when I got him. It's great stuff. Thank you, Shit. Well, well done for them. Jeremy? Impact at turn five. Is that, is that from uh, That past, has that, that just that turned up, it? and it is the number 39, 39 the car of Sean McAllister, the car bomb with Perrigan Porsche. Oops, outlap. Uh, yes, outlap, turn five. We've all done it on the Sims. 
that seemingly never-ending turn five. And we'll try and check out to see what's happening there. We are still green at the moment, while Shea has our pole sitter in TCR. Smiling as big as you possibly could. Matt Pombo, you didn't have very many laps today in this Honda to try and figure out how fast it was, but you knew, didn't you? Yeah, and honestly, with all the red flags, we had a little problem in the first session. I think I had like two laps. So luckily, Ryan Eversley uh, drove the wheels off this morning. I had some great video to watch. Um, it's been a couple years since I've been here, but this is uh, a great place to come to. Lots of history. So it's always fun to be uh, running here. Got a good teammate. We're looking for better luck than Daytona, and uh, hopefully we can spray some champagne tomorrow. Luck went the way of the sister car at Daytona. What can you do to try and ensure that the two-hour race stays completely on your side? Yeah, I mean, I think if we'd have been a two-hour race in Daytona, we would have won. So, you know, th these cars are, are so fast this year. I think, you know, everybody's having reliability stuff. We saw that. You know, our team's been fantastic between here and Daytona. I think we could go run 24 hours with the work they put into this car. So, you know, I had a little bit of a flat tire. So I think all the other guys got to watch out. We may be back to some issues. So hopefully we're going to go to the – go to the uh, – look over the data see what happened um but you know michelin always provides us a good product but you know here here at, here at sebring we're obviously pushing these tires really hard so they've held up so far we've got a red flag out on track so you're not missing anything as far as the gs qualifying is concerned but you've mentioned the tire how did that happen on your qualifying lap well i don't know i just told the guys i drove the wheels off of it <laughs> you know they uh you know they didn't have a spare down here i said guys i'm driving ryan and i are in the car you need to have some wheels we're going to drive the wheels off of it so we got a spare on i'm not sure what happened so uh, we were just pushing hard i know Mikey in the 17 was getting close, so we were trying to get a little buffer. So, you know, I cooled the tires down and heated them back up and go from there. <laughs> well, hey, congrats on another pole position. Good luck in the race tomorrow. Thank you, Shay. Appreciate it. So red flag for that incident over at turn five. We believe it to be Sean McAllister, Sean McAllister in the car barn with Porygrin machine. And not sure where at turn five is. It's, of course, I can't see and we've got a car driving wrong direction. Now, is that a safety thing? Yeah, I think it was a safety car. So I saw it pull off at uh, so the entrance to turn three, and now it's headed up all the way back up the grass, back up towards turn. And that's a bit bizarre because it's not. Yeah, it is. It's one of the intervention car yeah. So maybe that's debris, and rather than go all the way around, it is red flag. Nothing's coming around no, that true, part of the true. circuit, and heading back into the pit lane. Actually, it wrong direction. That's, that is very unusual. So, Shea, keep an eye open. You've got a, a, an intervention Cayenne coming back towards you. Turn one. I think it might have turned off at uh, the turn one cutoff, actually, and come back behind the wall, Jeremy. I think so, John, yeah. And what I... Okay, I can see two... I can see a safety vehicle um, on the exit of turn five at the cutout. And that is where the car is. Yeah, that is Sean McAllister's car. It's got the green on it. So maybe he he started to pull it off the circuit and through the gap, but hasn't been completely successful. That's just a total supposition on my part because I didn't see how it got there. Just before the Corvette bridge. And... Just before the Corvette Bridge. Yeah. If you look under the Corvette Bridge, Jeremy, to where the orange 
uh, bale tyres are. That's yeah. cause there's a cut out there. That's where the car is. Cher yeah, right. Adam uh, is looking at people who haven't read the rule book. Uh, that really annoys you, this, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, my boyfriend can tell you that there's nothing more irritating to me in the world. Um, the 27 Lone Star Racing Mercedes has not read the rule book, and Anton Diaz Pereira tried to make up for the fact that he missed his pit box and parked and waited, but ultimately, first car leaving the pits because did not stop in the box. Now we do have the green flag back out, and the first actual car who will be setting a lap time will be Frank DePew in the Rebel Rock Camaro because he is completely unabated. And uh, went back to his pit box, as you are supposed to do under red flag conditions. So great work by the EMR safety crew and the track services team to get that car out of the way whoops ouch and that's a big off from Frank Depew. yeah oh Frank had such a great run last weekend his confidence was very very high indeed but he's gone off at turn two turn three four area hasn't he Ah. Another red flag, almost certainly. Yes, it will be. He's um, barely a car's length off the circuit. Yeah. We're going to be struggling to get any time in at all here for this session now. Down to seven and a half minutes. No, no one yet set a, a lap time because it was the outlap that uh, the number 39 car had its problem. And now it's the outlap again for Frank Dupuy and number 71. We've got quite a busy afternoon, so it's not going to be easy to extend here. If we were to set the grid on championship points, Tom Collingwood would be on pole position. Yeah, Uh, and I think WC is up next. There's only a 10-minute gap between the sessions because they're using a different pit lane. They can cut that, uh, that interval time even shorter. Yeah. Yeah, red flag is out. Had to be. Yeah. Ah, that is such a shame for Frank Depew, who really did his confidence no end of good in the VP Racing Fuels event at the weekend on Sunday as part of the WEC Prologue. He got faster pretty much in every session. He raced up to fourth in race two and then uh, did seed a couple of positions. But it was really sensible. And brought the car back as immaculate as it went out. That is not going to be the case here. And Frank will be very annoyed with himself there. That was an outlap. He was going to have clear run because the car ahead was going to be assessed a drive-through, which it still will, by the way. Now, how much damage to the front of that Camaro? He's caused a red flag, so he loses his fastest two laps anyway. So that car well, doesn't have stop. any laps. Yeah. Well, yes. So even if he gets a couple of laps in, he's not going to get them in, if you see what I mean. Well, yeah, but no one's going to have a lap. So well, that's so a good point. It'll probably put him to the back, I would imagine. Um, yeah, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to sort of profit. No. To gain advantage, shall we say? He's pulled. You know that tar barrier was was beautifully stacked there. Wasn't it? Now not so much. Car's been dragged out by its rear bumper. Well, better work this, to do. This Camaro is pretty sturdy. Oh, yes, it is, actually. Uh, you know what? That's um, come out of there nowhere near as bad as I thought it would. No. The wheels are, I th- now I've said that, right-hand front wheel. Is that 
I think that's steering damage. Actually, no, there's more damage than I thought to that front fender, at the very least, on the right-hand side, the front wing. That's kinked right around the wheel. It's about whether the wheels themselves are pointing the right direction. Frank's getting out of the car, so he's not even going to try and drive that back, which I think is very smart. The yes, that's probably going to be the end of the session in that case. Yeah, and it's going to need a lift or a flatbed or both. So, Frank talking to the EMR intervention crew out of the Cayenne. Yeah, of course, they had a, a, an early DNF, didn't they? At, uh, we cannot make minimum green flag time now. Four minutes to go. No. So, there's a, pe there's a penalty, of course, for, as Shea pointed out, the 27 machine for not going back to its pit. Lining up at the pick exit. So that will be a drive-through for Anton Diaz Pereira for Lone Star Racing's Mercedes. And not sure how that gets assessed. Do they go to the back as well? Oh, yeah, that, I'm not sure about that. That um, question. That sort of penalty isn't generally carried forward, is it? But, no. Uh, uh, yeah. Have to wait and see how that one uh, gets uh, to be determined. With only three and a half minutes remaining, there's no way we're going to get these, this uh, track clear. And I think it's going to be three and a half minutes even before we go green. And then it's not, you know, it takes two and a half minutes to get around to complete the outlap. So there's no way we're going to get unless unless there is some sort of decision to extend this session and put back the WEC practice session somewhat. Um, I think that's probably going to be the end of it for this uh, mm. pilot challenge and GS cars. No qualifying laps at all then. No qualifying times at least for the GS cars. So they but they will still, even if they, even if it is session, yeah. session is stopped now, they will start ahead of the TCRs uh, for tomorrow's race. It would appear that then we will have to revert to, check the flag is out by the way. Um, actually that's, that's not true. It's Still double yellows on the start-finish line. Um, the it, it would revert. Share uh, Adam news on the penalty. We now have the chequered flag, the and the penalty for the Diaz Pereira uh, will not carry over to the race. Okay, and are we assuming then correctly that it will be championship positions rather than any times in the free practice sessions that will set the grid? Uh, do not have that answer yet. Thank you. We'll get but it, it would not be from FP2, which is what it normally would be, because we had so many cars not running. Uh, well, that would that would have been a good reason to get out in FP2, then, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it should be by championship yes, points, though. If it is so. uh, by precedent, by what we've done in the past, it would be by championship. Okay, so you are going to get... Um, Tom Collingwood. Well, yeah, because... But we're not actually going to have a pull award because we didn't have a qualifying session. Well, there are people who have set lap times. They've just not done a flying lap, have they? No, they haven't set a lap time. They've got their own sector times only, I think, aren't they? Well, we've got 341s and 412s and 401s and 339s. So is that just an uh, out uh, and back uh, in? Does that not count? Can they well, not be the, taken? The, I mean, th they, they are teams that are past 
the start finish line. Okay. So they've got, got they've gone out, got come in, gone past yes, start finish line. Yes, because we didn't get to the end of the, even the first flying yeah. lap before the first raid. Right. And similarly, yeah, okay. No, I, I like you. I like your thinking there. So, Shea Adam, would you like to interview yourself then? <laughs> no, thank <Good> you. <laughs> thank you, Shea. I will take the pole award, though. Yeah, you can steal that one away. Uh, so, we'll see tomorrow, but the uh, general consensus is that it will be set by... Uh, the, um, the precedent that has been made in the past is that it would be set by the... Um, championship positions as it's not the first race of the season and uh, therefore uh, we can say congratulations to Matt Pombo and LA Honda World because they've they did set a time and they presumably the TCR times will stand and everybody else will have to line up in championship order thank you to Shea Adam and to Jeremy Shaw will have that whole race live for you in sound and vision tomorrow. Check imsaradio.com, scroll down to the bottom of the front page, and that will give you the start time. It's, uh, it is uh, 20 minutes past, the green flag is 20 minutes past one local time. We'll be on air uh, for a bit of build-up in our countdown to green. If you want to know what time that is where you are, go to imsaradio.com and scroll down to the bottom of the page thanks for being with us beautiful sunshine plenty more to come if you're listening on the radio now you need to make the switch to rs1 for fia wec free practice 2 live and exclusive on the imsa radio network that was the qualifying for michelin pilot challenge and we'll be back with that race tomorrow bye-bye this programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.